This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. Citizens, welcome to the Fortress of Potitude. I'm Dave Michaels. I'm Brian Betts. And we are the Cape Podcasters. And this is the show that doesn't think we only use 10% of our brains. It thinks we also only use 10% of our hearts. Oh, that's good. That's real good. Wow. 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 You know, they say. <laughs> I was going to say this is the show that's got some splaining to do. It does have some splaining to do. To I don't know who. <laughs> I, I don't either. Because it's nonsensical, this entire movie, in the best way possible. In the best way possible. Today we are talking about the 2014 film, Lucy, written and directed by the, the Luc Besson. Yeah. French, Besson. Frenchie's back. Oh yeah, he is. Well, like, the first time here. Right. We met him on our, our Patreon episode for The Fifth Element. We sure did. That cinematic masterpiece. That's a, a joy ride and a half, too. Oh Yeah. Have you ever seen this thing? I've seen this previously, I'm sure, because <laughs> I have that mean? vague memories of it. I must have only been watching it with 10% of my brain. That's the proper amount, though. It absolutely is. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw this probably around the time it came out. No, it couldn't have been. Probably a year after it came out, because I think I saw it on like TNT. Uh, okay. And, uh, you sure it wasn't like Limitless or whatever, the Bradley Cooper one? That also did the pill with the brain and the- No, it was not Limitless. I know I've seen Limitless several times because, like Hannibal Burr says, I've already seen Limitless. <laughs> Fair. All right. Have you seen this? No. No. Why I forgot not? this movie existed, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I remember the commercial Roger picked it. it out and he's like, Lucy. I'm like, I think Scar Joe's in that. I can't be sure. Maybe a Morgan Freeman. I had no clue about I, that one. I completely forgot, so- you just want to get right into this one? Yeah, I think we should probably just get right into it. Mitosis is a part of the cell cycle in which replicated chromosomes are separated into two new nuclei. It's also the CGI opening credit of this movie, <laughs> intercut with stock footage of animals being animals. That's right. And some shots of the old missing link herself, a.k.a. Australopithecus afarensis. Right. Also known as Lucy. I mean, all the letters were in there. So they just kind of pulled him out. Yep. Yep. It all checks out. <laughs> Missing Link was discovered in 1974 by Donald Johansson. Boom. He just learned something. It's like, <laughs> it's like watching Planet Earth. It's the best. Planet Earth, by the way, is like the greatest hangover thing in the world to watch. Okay. Because it's just so damn relaxing. It involves no thought. It's like, yeah, let nature just. Let nature be nature. Flow over me. Doing its oh, thing. I get these Jaeger sweats out. <laughs> Jaeger sweats. You never had them? Uh, not recently. <laughs> I'm talking like college. Okay. I can't actually drink Jaeger anymore. That checks out. Scarlett Johansson, no relation to Donald Johansson, who, who found the missing link. Right, right. She narrates over she this sure stock footage. She's like, just life, what I wanted. Life began billions of years ago. What have we done with it? Such a cynical outlook right away why do i feel like i'm being called out before this movie even starts right listen here you dirty fucking human what are you doing what are you doing with with your life life? sitting in a dark theater watching this 
Ugh. Gross. Ugh. Go outside. Be better. See nature. Be better. Look at the stock footage of animals. Yeah. Well, now it's fucking idiot. Stock footage Uh. of humans being humans and civilizing and whatnot. Animals. That's what they are. See what they did? Oh. (laughs) At the same time, they're showing the stock footage of like civilization being built and like communication and all this stuff. And I'm like, I feel like that's a lot. Like you just showed us doing a lot. Yeah. That's what we did. This movie's weird because the stock footage. It just goes on for forever? Yeah. Like the editor just took that day off and Luc Besson's just like, oh, 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 watch what I'm going to do with this. Luc <laughs> <laughs> Besson is like, I have a Shutterstock account. We can we can fill this movie <laughs> Absolutely out. Absolutely we can. <laughs> In the present, we meet Lucy, played by Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett fucking Johansson. Absolutely. I'm doing it. She's a young American woman outside of a hotel in Taiwan with her cowboy-hatted boyfriend. Not Bono. Not Bono. Should be said he's not Bono. His name's Richard. He's played by Pilo Azbeck. Yeah, you're on Greyjoy in a cowboy hat. Oh, yeah. Everything I always wanted. I am all for this. They've been going out for like a week, and he mentions, hey, I was at the museum, and I learned that the first woman was named Lucy. And I like how she's like, oh, that's supposed to impress me? And he goes, no. No. <laughs> Just something I saw. He wants Lucy to take a briefcase inside to a Mr. Jang. And if that doesn't seem sketchy enough, he's willing to pay her $500 to do it, which, you know, makes it real obvious that this is not seedy at all. No, that's correct. She refuses to do anything for Richard without knowing what's in the briefcase, so naturally, he handcuffs it to her. For what it's worth, it's a good move on his part. I mean, yeah. He clearly wins this confrontation that he's began, because it's like, how am I going to get this? I don't know. I, I don't have the fucking key. I don't know the combination. Right. You're going to have to go in if you want to get this thing removed. <laughs> Simple as that. It's a solid move. It's not like you can go to a Taiwanese locksmith or something and solve all your problems. You're going to have to go into this shady hotel. Yeah, it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. So she goes into the lobby, and she tells the clerk that she was sent by Richard to d- deliver a package to Jang. The hotel guy is on the phone with Jang, or or one of his minions, probably. Probably. Just going on about, like, yeah, there's a girl to see you, and- What's your, what's your name? And she's like, I, I'm here for Richard. He's like, no, your name, sweetheart. She's like, Richard. Nuh-uh, your name's you not Richard. You don't look like a Richard. You don't have a Richard face. Yeah, she's like, all right, fine, Lucy. He's like, all right. He tells he tells the name Lucy to the guy on the phone, and they're like, all right, we'll come down. Which is weird. It means nothing, right? Hey, it's weird. It's very weird. She looks out the window, and she sees Richard smiling and encouraging her, and then he gets shot and killed. Yep. Right through the chest. Bam, we're in the movie now. We sure are. A group of thugs come out of the elevator and force Lucy to go up with them. They drop a comically large roll of money on the front desk. Yep. I like how the hotel guy just grabs and then hides under the desks. Like, good move. Yeah. Good move on your end. It seems like he knows what's up. Yeah. Which is, I mean, good for him. He's got a pretty good job, I feel like. Yeah. Most of the day, he's just checking people into a hotel, but every once in a while- He's, he's... checking someone into a hotel, realistically still. He's like, I'm going to need your yeah. name. I can't just let you in here. That's right. Come on. And then sometimes you just got to go on, take the money, and duck. Exactly. Just like the old song said. That's how it goes, I'm pretty sure. The whole time this is happening, we're getting smash cuts to stock footage of cheetahs chasing an antelope. <laughs> right. Catching it, mauling it, you know, metaphors. Of course. Are you going to hit the table again? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I don't think you need to. I think it's understood. Yeah, okay. It's been established that this, movie, this is over the top. It's, it's going to be, a, my hands are going to hurt if I do it every time, is that what you're saying? You're going to Neanderthal drag your hands across the top of this table. Oh, that's like a thing in the movie. Yeah. 
He knew what he was doing. Neat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the connection. <laughs> hey, got an got an old caveman esque lady in this movie. Maybe, maybe I just drop my heavy hands a lot. Sacre bleu! There's gonna be a podcast in seven years. <laughs> and they're gonna do things with hitting the table. That's a very good Luke Basson. Is it? No. <laughs> no, he's got very little accent, actually. Surprise. That's so boring to I hear. Know. I mm, Nobody was more disappointed than me. Not a fan of Luke Basson anymore. The fact that I have this on Blu-ray because somebody gave it to me once, and I watched the bonus features, and Luke Basson barely had an accent, I was irate. Pass. I'm out. Yeah, no, that's, that's an <laughs> appropriate reaction. If you're going to be French, be comically French. Lean in. Wear a beret. Really lean in. I want some you horizontal be, stripes. Yep. Carrying a baguette with you it, everywhere you all go. Times. And a really, really long cigarette. <laughs> I like it a lot. Just be a mime. Uh, yeah, please. <laughs> if you're yes. going to be French, go all the way. Be a mime. Lean in. They take Lucy to, to Jang's apartment. Apartment? Hotel room? Doesn't matter. Office suite? I don't know what this place is. Doesn't matter. There's dead bodies everywhere. There are. There are bodies everywhere, and Lucy pukes, which is a natural reaction, I would think. I would think. To seeing a dead body just twitching in the bathroom as you're dragged by. It's not what you want, especially when you're not expecting it. Exactly. Even when you're expecting it, still kind of, It's less jarring. I suppose. You walk in this room, they're like, I just want to let you know, three dead bodies in the bathroom. Twitching. Twitching. So... You know, prepare yourself for that. Bom, 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 (laughs) bom. The more you know. That's perfect. Jang comes out, he's played by Choi Min-sik, and his hands are soaked in blood. So naturally, <laughs> instead of using the sink in the bathroom, it's going to clean him off with Evian. Of course. <laughs> because. Of course. If you got it, flaunt it, I guess. Absolutely. That's a, that's a thing. Just pouring bottled water over his hands onto the floor. <laughs> he calls a translator and puts him on speakerphone for Lucy. Because I guess none of his guys speak English. Hey, it's respectful. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to. But he did. And that means the world. That means he cares, right? Sure. You go with that. <laughs> Jang writes down the code to open the briefcase, and he, he gives it to Luce, and he steps out of the room while all of his men arm themselves with, like, guns and Riot shields. shields. Riot shields. Because they're like, hey, it's probably a bomb in there. This Richard guy, shady. Oh, yeah. Lucy opens the briefcase after a lot of, like, oh, my God. <sighs> and inside it are four bags of some kind of blue powdered crystal it's it's drugs. Some kind of drugs. Some sort of drugs. She says purple, and then you see them, and you're like, no, that's that's, that's blue. Nope, that's wrong. There's nothing that's ever been bluer. It's a human condition, man. She's still human right now. Yeah, she's very human. <laughs> she's extremely she can't human. figure out her colors in the spectrum. It's too much stress. I would say. You, you, you start seeing dead bodies. Colors. You can't see color anymore. <laughs> I'm colorblind, Jang. <laughs> Jang brings in a drugged up man to snort some of the blue powder. He is so drugged He's up. He's so drugged he up. He can't even keep his head up. And they're like slapping him like, drug hey, man, do the drugs. Do the drugs. He's like, drug oh. man, we need you to do the drugs. Right, right, right. That is my name. And he he snorts the blue stuff. And he briefly convulses and then just starts giggling like a lot. Maniacally, I would say. Maniacal giggling. I would say so. So Jang shoots him in the head. Got to stop that giggling. He gets, it's obnoxious. Right. Hey, man, keep it together, drug guy. <laughs> God sakes, man, be a professional. <laughs> For real. You're on the books as drug guy, and you're going <laughs> to laugh at our guest? For fuck's sake. You're making me look bad now. <laughs> it's rude. It's rude is what it is. Now Lucy is sitting there, covered in blood, shaken to her core, 
And Jack's like, hey, I have a job for you. She's like, I don't want your job. So naturally, she gets pistol whipped in the face. This is kind of a weird Ghostbusters moment of like, do you want a job? No. When somebody asked if you want a job. After shooting this situation, you. you say yes. Exactly. I do want to say, Choyman Sick? Yes. It's just fucking crushing this movie. Absolutely. This dude is intimidating. Yeah, he is. He's scary. He is so, so good in this. He's phenomenal. Apparently, he's a very well-known actor in Korean films. I'm going to believe you. And and regularly crushes it. Fair enough. So, Crush are going to crush. That's what they do. Oh, yeah. Lucy wakes up in a hotel room with a bandage on her stomach or her abdomen somewhere in the- That's not what you ever want. And that's not like a- a bandage, like no, she's, a little like she's butterfly wrapped. thing. It's wrapped around her. Yeah, and she's bleeding. Right. Not a good look <laughs> for first waking up going, oh no, where are my kidneys? Not in the bathtub. You don't have to worry. Right. Yeah, at least she's I in think a that's bed. how that works. We go with that. Fair enough. Jang's men come in, throw some clothes at her, and then bring her to Jang. A British man, known only as the Limey in the credits- or as I like to call him, Mr. Exposition. Oh, yes. He comes to explain to Lucy that she and the other men have a drug called CPH4 stuffed into their lower intestines. <laughs> and the drug is supposed to be the next big thing on the market, and they intend to smuggle it to different places around the world in these unfortunate people's bowels. Hey, man, you got to get it there somehow. Yep. I guess. This is right? the way they chose. <laughs> Let's shove it into people's intestines. Now, let me ask you this. <laughs> is this one of them butt drugs or intestine drugs? Gonna need a surgeon for one. We're gonna need <laughs> a lot of alcohol for the other. <laughs> I was gonna say lube. <laughs> oh boy, I have to imagine Toyman's sick. He's not about the lube. He seems like the just the old raw dog himself. Yeah, yeah, I imagine that's the case. Yeah, he's uh. That guy. <laughs> that guy? What does that mean? I don't that know. Guy. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's got a lube guy. It seems like he's got a guy for everything, you Just know? It's like, calls hey, him on up. Lube guy. Ew. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ew. Uh, his mechanic comes in. No, not you! <laughs> <laughs> ah, I mean, at least he doesn't get shot in the head like drug guy. That's a good point. Unless he does. It's possible he could. You've seen too much. <laughs> Lucy is taken to a room and chained up where one of the thugs attempts to sexually assault her because these people are very bad. Yeah, they're bad. Not not great people. No. She's like, not in the mood, which is, a, you know, a, honestly, understatement, I would assume. I would say definite understatement. Yeah. Maybe not the tone you want to take with your captors either. <laughs> Sarcastic. So he punches her in the face and starts kicking her right, right in the, the wound region. I'm happy we didn't see... The foot hit the wound? Like, we know it's hitting the wound. Yeah. But I'm happy we didn't see that. I don't like that in movies. I don't- When somebody punches the the open wound or the gunshot yeah. wound or anything, I hate it. I feel like if Ugh. you're if you're working for this criminal mastermind, there's probably some kind of training seminar like, hey, we're storing drugs inside these people. Don't Maybe kick them don't. Maybe in don't. the wound region. <laughs> right. It's kind of like a Tommy Boy situation. Like, you can hit them here or here, like the chest <laughs> or the knees. Yeah. But not so much here. Right. Naturally, the bag is going to split open and drugs leak into Lucy's system. Oh, yeah. And she writhes around the floor and then the wall. And then the ceiling. And then the ceiling, because these drugs don't care about your stinking gravity. They sure don't. 
That's that's what it says on the screen. I like that. It's just like bam, twenty percent. You're like, all right. I feel like I know how far in the movie I am. Can you imagine if movies <laughs> did that though? Like they time themselves. You just put a status bar on the bottom. I know, like some comedies will do that. Oh yeah. Like how long is it going to take to resolve this problem? Oh, that's about an hour eighteen minutes. Wink. Ah, uh, hot tub time machine. Aha! Uh-huh. I see what you did there. Clever, but not. But here, not. here, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, twenty percent. While all this is happening, Professor Samuel Norman, played by Morgan fucking Freeman. He's in this thing. He's given a lecture on his research on the brain's capacity, which is super appropriate. He explains that humans only use 10% of their total brain capacity and hypothesizes about what would happen if we could exceed that 10%. It's a very interesting presentation that he's giving here. And it's mostly because it's Morgan Freeman. That's 100% <laughs> and it's like, you accurate. can say whatever you want. I'm going to believe you. Right? You're very reliable. And credible. That's the word. Credible. That's it. You have natural credibility in your voice. Because did the penguins thing, man. the penguins. They were so majestic. And now you're going to talk about brains? It's like, yeah, I believe Yeah, it. all right, fine. Yeah. It's like the penguin of the human body. I Everybody it. says it. Everybody says it. The penguin of the human body up here in my noggin. Exactly. There's also a whole bit about species choosing immortality or reproduction based on how habitable their environment is. Right. Habitable? Yep. Both of those. Either one. How are you feeling when you're when you're pronouncing words? Your penguin sucks right now. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> struggling. <laughs> Naturally, this is intercut with stock footage of animals boinking and volcanoes exploding. Of course. <laughs> he boinked her. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Road Trip probably like two weeks ago. Parts of it still hold up. Parts of it. Yeah. Okay. Still entertaining. Of course. But not nearly as funny anymore. <laughs> I could see that. That seems like one that aged fine and that's generous yeah <laughs> yes morgan freeman hypothesizes that if humans could reach 20 percent of their brain capacity they could control everything about their biology at 40 percent, they could control other people and after that they could manipulate matter which of course is intercut with stock footage of an old-timey magic show of course which is awesome and i think that's where our, our shutter stock trial period runs out right because there's no more stock footage correct but I like how he's talking about this, and he takes a question from the audience. Someone's saying, like, now, do you know this for a fact? He's like, no. No. I'm just hypothesizing, speculating. Like, we don't know. There's no, no way idea. to know. All we know is that dolphins can echolocate. Exactly. So, you know, they use 20%, I think. Something like that. <laughs> so you're suggesting that if a human became 20%, like their cerebral capacity got to that point, I could just figure out where I'm going all yeah. the time? You just close your eyes Found and some... click around a room like Ben Affleck. <laughs> Are you suggesting <laughs> that Daredevil uses 20%? I mean, at least. That's fascinating. Uh, that's all it takes is just losing your eyesight. and then. Can you imagine he used that as his opening line? It's like, uh, I'm, I'm Daredevil. I use 20% of my, my cerebral capacity. I'm a human genius. Liar. <laughs> that's a good Electra. I liked it. Call him out right away. What are the- do not let him get on that high horse. Oh, do no. not do it. Oh, once Ben's on that horse, you can't Forget bring him down. It. <laughs> he is very much not Christopher Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of the students asked Morgan Freeman, what would happen if humans reached 100%? And he's like, well, I have no idea. I like that, though. I like how the movie doesn't even bother to go there. <laughs> like, what are you, crazy? I'm speculating <laughs> about 40%. You want me to guess about 100? Just jumping the gun there, huh? That's okay, why don't you ask me about 40 billion percent, 40 gajillion gajillion percent? Yeah. You're an idiot, kid. 
Jeez. You How'd you even get into my lecture? You failed today. Go get her, Greg. <laughs> Lucy wakes up. Her eyes are glowing bright blue, which always means she's on drugs. Everybody knows it. Fuckery's afoot. Fuckery is afoot. She sits upright, still, emotionless, robotic almost. And then one of these thugs enters the room. And Lucy, well, she wasn't in the mood before, but now she's she's going to tempt him by spreading her legs open. Oh, yeah. And giving him a little a little sly smile. So he puts his gun down on the table, and he starts to take off his belt as he walks over to her. She grabs his belt, flips him over, lassos the table, takes the gun. Yeah, it seems to make sense. Pretty badass. You had to see that coming. You, you had to. <laughs> I feel like even if you're the guy walking in the room, you had to see that coming. Right. This girl clearly does not look like she did minutes ago. Right. Maybe be careful. Approach. Yellow flag at the very least. (laughs) Yeah. Approach with caution. Some people, though, you know? Some people, though. He's got ScarJo in front of you. He's got to think with his upstairs penguin, not his downstairs penguin. Right. He's only got so much blood for one penguin. He can only operate one penguin at a time. Some people never learn. This guy learned. but The hard way. But too late. That's right. Lucy casually leaves her cell, shooting all the other thugs in the in the hideout, pulling a bullet from her shoulder without even flinching, awesome. eating a whole bunch of food, and leaving. I like how we got an eating montage. She just stuffed her face with everything on that table. We're getting that, apparently. That was necessary. Cool. I feel like somebody watched the first version of the movie when, like, when does she eat? <laughs> I feel like she's expending a lot of energy, and I never see where she's getting the calories from. I like to imagine that if you watch the credits, which I didn't, because it's not a Marvel thing, and I can just turn them off right when it's over. And I yeah. love that feeling. Sometimes. I'd have to imagine, like, producer Colin Jost on this thing is like, can can we get one of her eating, please? I want, I want to watch her eat. Oh, that's the good stuff. I can't make fun of him. He's too... He's too damn charming. He's so charming. That's the word. I couldn't come up with it in time, but yeah. He's charming AF. I've been listening to the audiobook of Live from New York, like the history of SNL. Yeah. Turns out he's kind of a big deal. Like head writer. Yeah. All that stuff. And he came up with some like really iconic sketches. I'm not going to say the past five years because it cuts off of 2015, but in like the 2010 to 2015 period, it's like, shit. He's a heavy hitter. Oh, yeah, he is. In the modern day SNL pantheon. Yes, he is. Good for him. And he got ScarJo. Better for him. <laughs> It's a good life sometimes. Yeah, sometimes things just work out. That's right. <laughs> Outside of the hideout, Lucy finds two innocent taxi drivers and shoots one of them in the leg because he doesn't speak English in Taiwan. What? What? <laughs> wow. I just want to take a minute to say this movie does not treat Asian men very well. Uh, it treats them pretty damn badly, it's, I'd say. Yeah. Every time an Asian person comes on the screen, they're either... A bad guy or just useless to the plot or Lucy, mostly. Right. And it's not a good look. It's a bad look. (laughs) The other cabbie says, yeah, I speak English and brings her to the hospital, though. Lucky for him. So, yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, she was just going to take the cab? I don't know. I guess so. On the way to the hospital, Lucy notices that she can hear people's voices from outside the car. Like she's Daredevil or something. Or something. Maybe she's echolocating. (laughs) Right. When she finally gets to the hospital, she can read all the signs like they're in English, which is super convenient. That was cool. It was cool. The way it just kind of bursts off the sign and shifts to English. I love that. She's like, all right, I got to go that way because I can read now. Right. She gets to an operating room where doctors are operating on a man, as you do in an operating room. It's the proper place to do it. 
She goes and looks at the x-rays and CAT scans, and then she just shoots the patient because <laughs> they weren't going to be able to save him anyway. It was awesome and horrifying. <laughs> it was all like, at the same time. Wow. Wow. <laughs> this movie went there. Not like how she like throws him off the operating table. She's like, he wasn't going to make it anyway. The tumor was here, 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 and here. You were, you were going to look like an idiot, Doc. You're way too late. You should have been in the, the brain lecture with that guy. Asking idiot questions. Yeah. Everyone else. Maybe if you used 11% of your brain, Doc, you would have known. You would have seen this. What are you, a rookie? Now operate on me. <laughs> yeah, now take these drugs out of my spleen or whatever <laughs> they are. It's funny because yeah, you do see this doctor man. He's got, he has a gun to him. Yeah. And then he puts the gun down. Like He's like, hey, hey, hey I'll operate on you. Yeah, what do you Calm need? down. Relax. And then you see him cutting into the sutures in the belly. Which I always hate seeing stuff like that. Yeah, I hate it. It's gross. But it makes me think that Luc Besson has a thing about taking things out of ladies' bellies. You because know. Because he did the same thing in the fifth element with the stones. You might be onto something there. It's a weird director trait. It's like, ah, Quentin Tarantino, he's got the trunk opening and he's got the feet. Alvin <laughs> Hitchcock puts himself in the films. Yeah. Oh, uh, Luc Besson. What do you do? <laughs> I take things out of women's bellies. I hide MacGuffins in Sacre bellies. Sacre <laughs> It was Sacre Purple, according to. Oh, you're right. Scarlett Johansson, but good enough. Good enough. She was under duress. That's right. <laughs> While the man is operating on her stomach, she calls her mom to dump some exposition on her. As you do. She tells her mother that she feels everything. The air the blood in her veins, the heat leaving her body. <laughs> and she can remember things from when she was a child. Right. She hasn't made it weird yet. Let's go there. Like petting a cat when she was barely a year old. And this actual line from the movie, uh-huh. I remember the taste of your milk in my mouth. <laughs> and it wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't juxtaposed with <laughs> the worst voice actor I've heard in a long time, this mother on the phone. Yeah, she is at first concerned that she's getting this call, and then her daughter says some crazy shit. And it's she, insane And stuff. she's just like, okay, honey. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I feel like this would be the type of call like Amy Winehouse would make to her mom. And you're just like, <laughs> okay, Amy, I get it. Good job. You're rich and famous, Sweetheart. and you're high as a fucking kite right now. I get it. Oh, rehab. Oh, all right. That's the type of phone call this is. Yeah. Where you should worry. She As should a be mother, very worried. You should worry. Instead, she's just like, okay, well, um, I'll tell your dad you said hi. <laughs> <laughs> it should be like an almost famous situation. Like, what did you take? What did you take, sweetheart? <laughs> exactly. And it is not. No, not at all. The doctor pulls the bag of drugs out of Lucy's stomach. And after she identifies the drug as CPH4, the doctor's like, oh, that's a chemical that pregnant women produce six weeks into their pregnancy that gives fetuses the energy to build their skeletal structure. Right, it's like an atomic bomb for a baby. <laughs> That's what they say. Yep. And everybody everybody already always knew that babies and atomic bombs- Hand in hand. It's that CPH4. That's correct. He's also surprised that she's not dead. So we got that going. Sure. <laughs> she's miraculously alive. I like her line here, something along the lines of like, oh, I don't have much longer. Whatever right, it is. Right, yeah. Surprise, you're still alive. Not for long. Very self-aware. I guess so. I mean, what does that even mean? I don't know. She can feel everything. She so. can, but this movie's not like crank. It's not <laughs> like she's like, I got to keep my heart rate up or else what are we fucking doing here? Maybe it is, but that's the subtext. <laughs> 
You're saying I couldn't get the bald man? All right, get me the scar, Joe. <laughs> Can you imagine this movie with Statham? No. Still call it Lucy. I don't care what you No, call actually, it. I like that. Statham as Lucy. I'd watch that. I'm in. I'm absolutely in. Sequel. Reboot. <laughs> <laughs> Both. Soft reboot sequel. Lucier. I like it. Lucier. That Perfect. Could, that could be a last name. Sure. You know? <laughs> I guess. Frank Lucier. Lucier. Lucier is so French. Son. Right. Lucy goes back to the hotel slash business place, Jang's hideout place, and he's in the middle of getting a tattoo and a facial. Because that's the combo. Right. And he's got the big headphones on and the cucumbers the in the eyes. Cucumbers on the eyes. Loving life. Just hanging out. Sure. She kills all of his guards, and then she shoes the tattoo artist. She's like, hey, you, get out of here. I like how she kills the guards because she just walks up to a door and just starts firing at it's it. It's awesome. And you know the second she opens that door, there's going to be bodies there. Yep. And then there are. And there are. It's awesome. She shoots five shots through the door, opens a door, and there are five people falling. I love it. And I love it. And you're like, all right, cool. She's going to kill Jang now because he's a bad man. And instead, she just sticks a couple knives into his hands. That what you want. She just pins him to the chair he's in. And boy, he doesn't like that at all. No. <laughs> then she does a neat little thing where she puts her glowing thumbs on his temples and looks at his memories. And she's able to find the other three guys that got the drugs in them. Yeah, just by looking at the scene that we were in previously. Right, and it's one of those things where like, all right, her powers are growing or whatever. Or whatever. She can she can recognize names on boarding passes in the reflection of irises. Right. It's kind of like cyberpunk, tell you the truth. Like investigating in there where the camera can go wherever it needs to go. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what's happening here. That is exactly what's happening. With Lucy. Super convenient. Oh, yeah. She leaves and Chang is still alive but very, very mad. I mean, he's got knives through <laughs> his hands. He's got knives in his hands. I get why he's upset. Yeah. Lucy goes back to her apartment, I think. Maybe it's her friend Caroline's apartment. I th- it seems like they share the place. You got me. They are roommates, perhaps. Caroline, played by Annalie Tipton. She's like, hey, can I use your laptop? And Caroline's like, yeah, sure, where, whatever. As long as you listen to me talk about boys. Uh, yep. Uh, specifically, not Asian boys. Right. <laughs> she makes a point to say it wasn't one of these Chinese guys. Yes. Which, wow. Problematic. Doubling down on that, are we? Yes. Caroline doesn't even ask where Lucy's been. She's just like, oh, hey, did you lose your key? And then Lucy goes and reads all of Morgan Freeman's research in a matter of seconds. Right. And this annoyed me a little bit because she's like clicking through and the computer is going super duper fast. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I get that she's fast. But. That CPU. Exactly. Is not keeping up. I guarantee that. Unless that's one of her powers. That she could speed up. She could supercharge the computers. Well, she kind of can. She kind of can. We'll get there. We will get there. <laughs> I don't know if she Maybe can do it Maybe it's not yet. too out of left field. She's just sitting there at the computer, and she's like, I know latency. <laughs> I've minimized ping. <laughs> <laughs> and she turns to the camera and goes, thank God for Google Chrome. Wink. Ding. <laughs> I can see this movie doing that. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. She then contacts Morgan Freeman to tell him that she read all of his research in a matter of seconds. Morgan Freeman is like, what? <laughs> and Lucy explains that his research is on the right track and that she's reached about 28% brain capacity and is colonizing her own brain, quote unquote. Yeah, that's exactly it. She's also able to manipulate electronics. Suddenly she appears on the TV in Morgan Freeman's room and also on his phone and on his radio. 
just to, you know, really drive the point home. Right. This movie very much knows how to overdo it. A hundred percent. She tells him that she'll see him in 12 hours. Very precise. Yep. I believe her. I'm like, she's probably going to be here in 12 hours. Without a doubt. Before she leaves, she prints out a prescription for Caroline, telling her that her liver and kidneys are failing and that she needs to make lifestyle choices, and then she'll be okay. Good friend. Creepy friend. Creepy friend, friend, but good friend, I guess. The news about Lucy shooting a patient has spread, so now when she goes to the airport, she has to change her hair length and color at will. And she does. She absolutely does, and she puts on sunglasses because it's always good to go the extra step. Of course. She calls up a French policeman, Captain Pierre Del Rio, played by Amr Waqid, and she tells him about the drug mules. The other ones, not herself. Not herself? She tells him about the other ones. She's like, hey, these guys are getting off these airplanes at these three airports. Go get them, buddy. And he's like, why should I listen to you? And she's like, red pen on your left. And he looks to his left, there's a red pen. And he's like, well, how'd you do that? And she's like, I don't have cameras. <laughs> okay. And he's like, all right. So, so we get a montage of him, and, well, he contacts other police departments, and they apprehend the other guys and send them right. all to Paris. Right. On her flight, she's typing away on two laptops like you would if you were pretending to write something really fast. <laughs> and the flight attendant's like, hey, you got to turn off your computers. And she's like, why don't you wipe your nose and get me some champagne? And then the flight attendant's nose starts to bleed. Which is weird. Begs the question, did she, did she do, it? do that? It's possible. She gets her champagne, though. But yeah, yeah, it's like, I hey. I guess for landing, you need to put your computers away, but here's some booze. I guess I'll give you champagne since you just made my nose bleed. Right. Lucy toasts to knowledge. 40%. I'm going to do it. Hold okay, on. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's the 40. one that got me. As she sips her champagne, she finds a tooth in her glass. She's like, uh-oh, I'm very smart now. I know. That's my tooth. <laughs> right. And then she spits up three more teeth. That is way too many teeth to spit up sporadically. Yeah, that's oh, now we have a problem. I would say. That's when we find out what it would look like if Black Widow got dusted at the end of Infinity War. <laughs> Correct. She is starting to disintegrate. In Right in the middle of the airplane. She runs, Not the best place to disintegrate. So she runs the bathroom. As you do. It's a better place to disintegrate. Well. But she's trying to slide <laughs> the occupied lock closed, and her fingers keep disappearing while she's doing it. It's Not ideal. She finally locks the door and then completely just disintegrates, but she grabs some of that CPH4 and rubs it all over her face. <laughs> so kind of restores herself to normal. While I her, guess. While her face is melting. It's so weird. I don't know. She she bursts into like particles, and the people on the outside <laughs> of the plane yeah. are like, hey, lady, we're trying to land. You can't be blowing up in there. Can you imagine like walking to like, it smells like Febreze, but we just- What's going on with this? Like the toilet. <laughs> this is just bizarre. I feel like the, at a molecular level, this whole room is different. <laughs> hey, do you feel like eleven percent right now, Jimmy? <laughs> just feel weird. Honestly, I'm feeling kind of like nine percent. Like somebody's sucking the knowledge out of my brain. <laughs> That's the Jaeger sweats, probably. That's what it is. I need to watch some Planet Earth. It really just to takes recover. off one percent every time you have Jaeger. You just you're living at nine percent at that point. That makes sense. Jaeger automatically takes up 1%, no matter what. That's absolutely, that's what they need to put on the label. They're like, you're drinking something that's rumored to be deer blood. Like, <laughs> of course it's going to be 9%. Jeez. <laughs> it's not deer blood. Calm down. The FDA would never let that fly. No. It's only like 9% deer blood. 
Lucy wakes up in a hospital room. 50%. Yeah, that escalated quickly. Sure did. Captain Del Rio, a few other officers, and the doctors are waiting for her to wake up. And they're like, oh, it's going to be hours. And then the nurse is like, she's awake. And she's sitting up. And it was weird. Yup. Lucy leaves her hospital room and is immediately surrounded by the police. And then she kind of waves her fingers and they all go to sleep. Yep. <laughs> Except for Captain Del Rio, who's like, the fuck? Right. And then she drops the bullets out of his gun. Which is cool. It's very cool. And then he's like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> While this is happening, Jang's henchman, G, who's another guy, he's tracking the mules. He's like, all right, I'm the Paris guy, so I guess I got to watch where they're all going now because they're all here. Right. Lucy can now read data streams from cell phones. She sure can. Super convenient. Oh, yes. She finds G and Jang talking about the other drug mules, and she tunes in Captain Pierre Del Rio's radio to listen to the cell phones. It's interesting because when you think about the other drug mules, you had one in Berlin, one in Paris, Mm -hmm. and one in Rome. Right. What was she doing in a cell in Taiwan? I do not understand. I don't know. I don't know if she got intercepted or if they were just holding her until... I don't know. They brought her there. They put a hood over her head and all yeah. this stuff. It's and they like, brought her somewhere. I don't understand why you ended up where you did. Maybe her flight was the next morning. That's a possibility, I guess. But they had her in like a really nice hotel room after they did the surgery on her, so I don't know. Right. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on Maybe here. Maybe take care of your drug mules. These guys are very inconsistent as criminals. And Luke Besson is very inconsistent as a writer-director. <laughs> yeah, so far, yeah. <laughs> Lucy's like, all right, I'm driving. And Captain Del Rio's like, uh, no, you're not. Like fun you are. And she gets out, and she slides him over with her mind thoughts, <laughs> and sits down in the driver's seat, and starts driving the wrong way through the streets of Paris. This is like the most Grand Theft Auto thing that's ever been captured on film, Yeah, where she needs to go A to B. By golly, she's going to get there any way she can. She's going to go the shortest route. And she's route. not being chased. Yet. I cannot stress that enough. She is just driving A to B, and she goes, yeah, this seems right. Might as well draw some attention to myself. <laughs> right? Unnecessarily. So the cops start chasing her, and there's a whole big old chase scene that certainly ends in some fatalities. Oh, without a doubt. These cop cars are oh. blues brothers all over the place. Yeah. Not to mention the random civilian cars that are all swerving to miss everybody. It's unnecessary. It's extremely necessary. But we had to have a chase scene in the movie, I guess. I guess so. (laughs) A chase scene that wasn't. And then it was. And then it was. G assembles a team of men, and they go in to get the drugs from the mules, cutting them out of the men and killing two of them in the process. Lucy and Captain Del Rio arrive and intercept Jang's men. 60%. I do like how we have that like flash card that comes up that shows the percent. And you're just like, yeah. this thing's escalating. This is pretty cool. We're getting somewhere and faster. Lucy makes them all hover around the hallway, and then she turns G into a mime. I love it. So he can't escape with the drugs. He's like, oh, there's a wall here. <laughs> and there wasn't a wall there. And then she takes the briefcase from him and turns around and brings it over to Del Rio. And she's like, hold on. I got to get one more. And then digs into the third guy's stomach, pulls out the drugs, puts them in the briefcase. She's like, all right, let's go. Right? And he's like, I don't think I can help you any at all. And she's like, yes, you can. And she kisses him. It has to be the most electric, passionate kiss in all of Hollywood history. Oh, without a doubt. It's not. It's not. It's. I it's think it was like, Tim Meadows who said... <laughs> That after four hours, you still have a boner call a doctor. He says, call more ladies. Call more ladies. Man, I watched this movie last night, and I'm still just raging. Yeah. 
Like Scarlett Johansson didn't even close her eyes. Didn't even bother. Just, and then she's like, I need you to come with me as a reminder. <laughs> what does that mean? Of what? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. She just randomly kisses this guy. He seems super into it. And she's like, why am I doing this? My first kiss I ever had was more passionate than this. Yeah. And it was in the dark and I think I missed. So. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Go, go me. Right. <laughs> proud, proud of you. <laughs> Still better. Than this right here. Uh, this is brutal to watch. It's painful, and I don't know why it's even here. And Colin Jost, he saw this and went, yes, <laughs> and she kisses like that? I'm in. Oh, <laughs> sign me up for life. <laughs> why was he even on set? And Ryan Reynolds is sitting there watching this with Blake Lively, and he goes, that's why I left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very good. <laughs> Lucy and Del Rio find Morgan Freeman, who's conveniently also in Paris. And she starts spewing all kinds of mumbo-jumbo about what it is to be human. And that the only measurement that proves existence is time. It's time! Of, of course. <laughs> of course. All this time, it's it's time when all Chef along. Chef Bobby Flay comes out. <laughs> With 47 with different lots ingredients. Of, no, just time. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 Whatever you do with the voice, it kills me. <laughs> oh, God. Of course, when they were leaving the place where the drug mules were, Jang saw them. I like how he's like hiding in this car and he rolls down the window, but the window's not even like <laughs> yep. very reflective. Right. Like you could see directly through it. It's like, yeah, yeah. This isn't intimidating at all. You're just in a nice sedan. Good for you, buddy. I guess so. Do your hands hurt? I feel like your hands he probably hurt. He has bandages hurt. on them, <laughs> he for does. sure. He manages to gather up a whole other group of, of men because he's got just minions by the dozens. Sure. That's the Steve Martin movie, Minions by the Dozens. Minions by the Dozens. They're cheaper if they're all played by Children. Steve Carell. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Steve Carell does not play any of the minions. So or children. That was no, but I was thinking of Minions, the movie. I Gru. Got you. He plays Gru. Yeah. Yeah, no. There was a connection. I was only using about five percent of my brain capacity. <laughs> <laughs> You're penguin. Oh man, he's struggling. He is. He's like half a penguin. Really struggling hard right now. Well, I guess on, on my best day he's ten percent of a penguin. So right now he's like just even less than that. I'm just proving that my penguin is not operational. I wish right we now. had like Morgan Freeman on the couch right now, just watching you yeah. and narrating you. I wish that all the time, not just right now. That's fair, but always. That's fair. very fair, actually. <laughs> no, and then, no, not not always. And then he took a sip of his truly, while Dave continued to expound on whatever this idea expounded. <laughs> I don't know what happened? Four percent. Yeah, four percent. Wow, my penguin is crashing. Scarjo's going up. You're going down. Well, she's got to get it from somewhere. I guess so. <laughs> For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Maybe she's born with it. <laughs> That's the most scientific thing, <laughs> that is, is me saying that, because this movie is nonsense, and we'll get there. We will absolutely get there. Holy crap, this movie. Jang and his men infiltrate wherever they are right now. I don't know. It's some sort of place college. that has professors. A college. That's where they are, Brian. <laughs> And he just starts shooting up statues and stuff. Lucy. Look at him funny. Yeah, well, where else were they going to look? I don't know. They're statues. 
Lucy gives the rest of the CPH4 to the professor to synthesize into a liquid form so she can inject it directly into her bloodstream. Right, that seems like a good idea. 70%. Also, she spits energy out of She throws up just pure beams of light for I guess so. way too long. I can't say this is incorrect. <laughs> we don't know. This movie, wow, it spent a lot of time on that shot. Yeah, it did. At 70%, Lucy's hands start to turn into a black, gooey, tendrily thing. And <laughs> All right. She starts attaching them to computers in the room, giving Lucy more energy from matter. Right. She like sucks up like these giant servers. Yep. Also, it's pretty wild looking. It's it's crazy that she's just using her tendril hands like she's Venom now. She's just hitting the whole Marvel pantheon in this movie. Oh, yeah. She did the vision thing from WandaVision on, on Jang with her right. thumbs. She's doing it all. Outside the room, Jang's men continue their shootout with Captain Del Rio and the police. 80%. We're going faster. As her brain function continues to increase, Lucy manipulates matter to bring all the scientists to that one room in the Matrix where Lawrence Fishburne keeps all the guns. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. Like the void. The white void. Which is, I, that's where John Oliver's hosting his show right now, right? Still. <laughs> Still doing it. Lucy creates some kind of new age supercomputer right before the professor's eyes. It looks like something straight out of Mordor. It really does, but like made out of symbiote. <laughs> right? Again, yes. 90%. Ramping up. G has a rocket launcher. Of course. Because of course he does. <laughs> and he blasts through the room, sending Lucy instantly to the Eiffel Tower. Right. And I actually love this scene because you have Jang and G. And Jang's like, hey, G. What are you doing? Do, Do something. something. <laughs> He's like, I, said, I oh, have oh, okay. just the thing. <laughs> Jumps, picks up a rocket launcher, and shoots fires, the room. Just wildly fires a rocket launcher. That's what this movie was was missing. That's right. Lucy is instantly at the Eiffel Tower. She's like, oh. In her desk chair. Yep. She was sitting yep. she's, she got She's the, in a very nice ergonomic yeah, the synthesized office chair. CPH4. <laughs> just looks ergonomic, <laughs> if nothing else. It looks like it has good lumbar support. <laughs> right. Then she's at Times Square. Then she realizes she can she can change time with just waving her hand back and forth. She can manipulate time, which is the one thing that we said is that that's that's the thing. Time. Exactly. So she she goes back to the early 20th century New York City, and then she goes to colonial times, and she sees some Native Americans. All while sitting in her chair. Yep, she has not gotten out of the desk chair. <laughs> and then she goes back to prehistoric times, and she comes face to face with a dinosaur. And she zaps herself out of that one real quick. And then she's face to face with Lucy, the Australopithecus afarensis from sure. the opening scene. Are we made to believe that Lucy was just hanging out in Times Square? Yes, I think so. Okay. Because, well, yeah, let's go with yes. <laughs> it's very weird. Because when she's waving her hand back yeah, and forth, Times Square is it's still Times Square. Deconstructing. Right. To the point that there's dinosaurs and then Lucy eventually. Yeah, we didn't see strange. her zoom away like she right. did from the Eiffel Tower. So. Yeah, I guess the first, the, the missing link, Times Square. No wonder it took him so long to find it. <laughs> right, I guess so. They touch fingers. E.T. style, yeah. I was going to say um, the the painting with the with with God and- With George Bluth and Buster Bluth, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wearing their, their jean shorts. Of course. Yeah. You know the painting. <laughs> we all do. That one. Or e we could go E.T. <laughs> E.T.'s better. <laughs> Creation, is that the name of the painting? I think so. Yeah. I think it's a Michelangelo. It could be a Donatello. I, I knew know. you were going to do it. I I was waiting for you to do it. I was waiting to see which one you were going to pick. It's always Donatello. As it should be, first like, of all. Yeah. Come on. No amateur. 
I might be only operating at 4% penguin right now. But it's always Donatello. But it's always Donatello. That's fair. When she touches fingers with the, the missing link, when Lucy and Lucy touch fingers, Scarlett Johansson version is sent through the cosmos and all of space and time and giving her unlimited and infinite power. Unlimited and infinite, by the way. It's both. It's both of them. It's, it's not just infinite or just unlimited. It's both together. Right. This is Luke Besson saying, Sacre Bru! I saw 2001 A Space Odyssey one time! <laughs> That's exactly what he's doing here. Uh, maybe we do like a big bang. <laughs> I came up with that all myself! Can I pull something out of the big bang's tummy? <laughs> uh, he would love that. 99%. <laughs> I like how we've been going in 10% increments. And then it's just like... 99. Not there still yet. Still buffering. While she's on this metaphysical journey... Jang enters the white void and slowly raises his gun to Lucy's head as her body is turning black. Right. The one person he's here to kill, he is going to just slowly and dramatically walk up to. Just so slowly. And he's almost there and he's about to fire and 100%. We've arrived. Lucy disappears, leaving her clothes and office chair behind. And Jang just wildly fires. And we're back in the- Fires into nothing. This college- like lab or whatever lab we're in. Of some sort, yeah. The Del- comfy chair survives. Don't worry. The comfy chair is fine. It's important to note that, the, the, yeah, the chair makes it. Jang fires his gun into the floor or something. Right. The floor, not so lucky. Del Rio comes in and he shoots Jang to death. He's just like, hey, you, bang, bang. <laughs> All right. Cool. That's taken care of. It's his best Mick Foley impression. <laughs> and this weird black matter computer in the room hands Morgan Freeman a cosmic flash drive that probably holds the entirety of cosmic knowledge on it or something. It looks amazing. It's really cool in a green screen uh, constellation kind of way where it doesn't move. The the, the thing behind the green screen, it's just, I don't know. It's a neat trick. It's pretty neat in that. Because you see the stars on it, and then whenever Morgan Freeman moves, the stars change. The stars change. Oh, God, I love that. It's, it's, so, it's one of those things that's so simple. Yeah. But so effective. Very effective. Also, I don't know that I would have put the entirety of, of knowledge onto a flash drive. I lose flash drives often. Yeah, all the time. And how do you back that up? Right? I doubt that they have any kind of external hard drive big enough. No, and even if you did, you know that McAfee antivirus is going to scan that. And John McAfee is a fucking maniac. <laughs> and you know he's going to be uh, watching that and he's to be like, I'm all powerful, John McAfee now. And you're like, dude, you used to be brilliant. What happened, man? Uh, he found it. He got a taste for poopy. <laughs> what? Oh, isn't John McAfee the guy that sits under tables and, and has, has glass tables and has ladies shit in front of him? Again, what? Oh, no, I'm not making this up. This is a thing. John McAfee likes to sit under glass tables and pay ladies to shit on the table. You know what? This is worth a Google. I'll take whatever comes at me after this one. John McAfee poop table. <laughs> Holy crap, that popped up way too fast. Yeah, I didn't make it up. <laughs> The first thing that pops up is multiple women claim John McAfee would have them take dumps in his mouth from a hammock. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, <laughs> all right. It's a little more serious than I thought. It's on Reddit, so uh, grain of salt there. Grain uh, of whatever. A grain of salt, please. <laughs> Barstool Sports, of all places, because they don't give a shit. Uh, lesson learned. Do not ask John McAfee about his alleged affinity for eating women's poop. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know it was that. It said, filed this under senses I never thought I'd write. 
I got high with John McAfee and then asked him if he liked eating human shit, and he got mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) As you do. And I guess there was a documentary made about John McAfee called Gringo. I haven't heard about that. And he actually commented on it. He said, my favorite part is from May 2nd, 2018. My favorite part was my shit eating. I just saw the movie after I heard about the revelation. Here is one of my canned responses. So he's like retweeted his own tweet. What? And he wrote, Scat, is that Showtime's claim? That explains it. I'm in high demand because of my kinks. I invented self-fruttage, for example. I don't know what that is. And experienced an unexplained recent uptick. No wonder women were pissed when I instead asked to sacrifice a child while sodomizing the family dog. What? That's the man who's running your computer's antivirus. That guy's lost all of his marbles. Yep, and he likes to pimp out different cryptocurrencies also. So if you see him on yours, (laughs) sell. Uh, Why a hammock? It's so specific. It is specific, but I have to imagine there's like a fun to it also, because it depends on the hammock. If it's like a Brazilian, it means you're in there, you're tucked away. Okay. If it's like a standard that lays flat. There's a challenge There's to it. There's a challenge to it because it could be like a carnival game where she starts spinning around or whatever. Oh, God. That's and it just messy. goes wild. Yeah, but I mean. Well, I mean, it seems like he doesn't mind it that. It seems like rich man fun. Like, he has nothing else to lose here. He's like, hey, what are you going to do today? I don't know. Becky's going to spin on the hammock and I'm going to try to catch it in my mouth. I don't know. All right. Well, I guess there is such a thing as too much money. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. I can't believe we got there organically. Yeah, that's a that's something else entirely. I'm not prepared for any uh, of this. My my penguins back up to a full ten percent. Oh, good. <laughs> Speaking of which, Del Rio asks where Lucy is, and then he gets a text message that says, "I am everywhere." Perfect. And then let's bookend this movie with some ScarJo VO. We could, and I have to imagine that the detective Del Rio is just like, "So what does that mean for me?" Yeah, he's like, what about that that weak-ass kiss? You said it's something to remember. I'm going to remember that. What do I do now? I love that you're looking around the room because that's literally what he did in the movie after he got the text message that says, I am everywhere. I would be fucking furious if ScarJo blankly kissed me with her eyes open all robotic. be like, it's still ScarJo. It's fine. I'll take Ryan Reynolds' sloppy seconds. It's (laughs) fine. I have to imagine this guy is just like, well, that's the ultimate tease, huh? All right. No, you just disappeared to infinity. Fine. (laughs) This is fine. Cool. I've been ghosted before. This is fine. And then her voice comes across. (laughs) Life was given to us billions of years ago. Now you know what to do with it. Do we? No. We have no idea. (laughs) All we know is that you were here, you were dating a weird drug mule, man. For a week. And now you're like a human sacrifice to all of to knowledge of and time. knowledge and you toasted knowledge on an airplane before disintegrating it was weird yep and now we know what to do with it and we don't we you don't just created a USB that someone's just, going to lose absolutely just this this little thumb drive that Morgan Freeman's gonna leave somewhere and go oh shit <laughs> <laughs> now where did I leave that I checked my sock drawer and it was not there. <laughs> That's not where you keep infinite knowledge. <laughs> right. That's the other flash drive. And then he goes to prison because he's <laughs> lost his infinite knowledge. We don't do post-credit scenes anymore. I hear you're somebody who knows how to get things. I used to. <laughs> do you want to trust me? I lost infinite knowledge. <laughs> I have lost more knowledge than the entire world will ever have. <laughs> oh, God. 
But yeah. That's Lucy. That is Lucy <laughs> from 2014, directed by the Luke Besson. This movie doesn't give a shit, and it loves that it doesn't give a shit. It leans into not giving a shit. Scientifically, it's nonsense. There's a podcast entitled, Hi, everybody. Great name. A Bad Medicine Podcast. And okay. it's actually hosted by physicians. And they grade different movies based on their medical accuracy. And it all came about because of Human Centipede, which billed itself as <laughs> 100% medically accurate. Right, starring John McAvee. So now they grade every movie against the Human Centipede. Fantastic. And Lucy got a score of 10% medically accurate. Yeah, that seems like which, a good in-joke. Which means Human Centipede is 10 times more medically accurate than this movie. Amazing. But this movie also sets itself up to not be accurate. Because they say, like, oh, the whole 10% thing, fine. That's a fun jumping off point. Right. That's not scientifically proven. Right. But then I like how we start speculating and hypothesizing. About speculation? I don't know. And hypotheses? I don't know. (laughs) Like, this is whatever. Like, I don't know. You don't know. We all don't know. Here's a movie. And sit down and enjoy the movie. We're already building off of bullshit to start with. Just watch it and have fun. Right. If you're thinking about a Luc Besson movie, thinking that you're going to understand how the human mind works... You're, you're, your penguin's dead. You're more likely to figure out how the internal organs of a woman's stomach work. Right? Which Luke Besson has no idea. He doesn't Apparently. know what's in there. He thinks that there's bags and stones and shit in there. <laughs> uh, there's probably room for some some stuff, right? I could... <laughs> probably put some like monoliths in there or something. That would be a weird movie. <laughs> what's in her stomach? <laughs> Today's guest is Luke Besson. Oh, jeez, we're going to be here for forever. It could be anything. anything. It could be time. We don't know. (laughs) But this movie doesn't set itself up to be accurate. That's true. At all. No. And Luke Besson even said, no, I know there's nothing accurate about this. I made a movie (laughs) off a premise that was fun, and we went from there. And that was it. He's like, yeah, it gave me kind of carte blanche to just go wild. Right. And then he did. He absolutely did. And it's entertaining. And it only took him 10 years to do it. Right. (laughs) Which means he didn't rip off Limitless. That's correct. I mean, maybe. 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 (laughs) For at least three years, he didn't rip off Limitless. That's exactly it. I like it. I I like this movie. It's entertaining. It's entertaining. It's silly. It sucks you in. It does. This movie doesn't take its foot off the gas. No, not at all. Like that whole hotel at the beginning after Lucy gets captured, it's like, that is proper tense absolutely it established this movie very well and then of course luke Besson's very good with comedy he's able to break the comedy and kind of settle into what this movie is yeah it works absolutely what do you think it scored on rotten tomatoes don't say 10 percent. i will punch you across this table oh i wasn't even thinking that but now i really want to say it <laughs> <laughs> no i was gonna say like uh 65 66 okay you were way too close proper close audience score i never ask you this one what do you think 59. 47. Okay. So. it's a big gap. One's on the better end of okay, one's on the lesser end of okay. Yeah. Roger Ebert did not see this movie because he's infinite. He got to 100%. <laughs> he already reached 100%. <laughs> he got there, and now he's everywhere. He retired his penguin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Donated his penguin to science. Oh, we can only hope. It's the most sarcastic and cynical penguin that's ever been. Oh, yeah. And here comes the Ebert penguin, <laughs> sliding across on its belly. More aerodynamic than the other penguins because it's missing its jaw. <laughs> oh, look out. The, the McAfee penguin is getting shit out in the corner. <laughs>
of people who did see it. Matt Zoller cites from RogerEbert.com. He saw it and he said, you'd be hard pressed to identify one idea, scene, or element in the picture that is not a cliche, <laughs> but the total package feels fresh. Yeah, I agree with that. The whole thing is ridiculous. And then as a whole, it works. Isn't that a miracle how that happens sometimes? I don't get it. Andrew Hare from Salon.com says, does it make sense? Not at all. Is it boring? Not that either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, spot on. Was that last? Was that person's last name Hare? O'Hare. O'Hare. Okay. On Salon.com. I was just, I thought it was ironic. It's H-E-H-I-R. Yeah, not even close then. I don't want to say like Hare, because then it sounds like I'm a donkey. O'Hare. <laughs> but not like Hare, Hare. All right, anyway. Right. <laughs> Solid review. And Eric Cohn from IndieWire says, is it possible for a movie to be brainy and stupid at the same time? <laughs> Luke Besson's Lucy makes a pretty compelling case. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. These it's people... amazing that everyone had their finger right on the pulse of this movie. Nailed it. Is it nonsensical? Yes. Did I enjoy it? Absolutely. It's one of those things of like, is it a good movie? No. Is it a great movie? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Could be. <laughs> I, I like it quite a bit. People who didn't like it. Are us normal 10%ers on Amazon.com. <laughs> this movie got a 4.6 out of 5 stars, 22,600 reviews. That's a lot. 76% were 5 stars, so 2% were 1 star. There was like a 1,000. That's so many. There was so many to go through. That's a lot of 1 stars. This thing got review bombed. Clearly. For sure. You know, that checks out bombed. with the, the disparity in the critic and audience scores on Rotten Tomatoes, too. When a lot of these things start saying, like, stupid, boring, like, you know, it's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing there. It was nothing like the trailer. That was one of the biggest ones. Yeah. But the first one I have is from December 1st, 2020. Title, sucked. <laughs> Review, it is in black and white, not color. What? <laughs> so you might need to adjust your picture on your on your TV, your television Lucy. device? Famously, a color movie. Definitely a, a color, color movie. Feature film. <laughs> Maybe he just means the the DVD jacket. I, black and white. Possibly, I don't know. <laughs> that's um, that's bad. It was a weird one. I hope he got that sorted out. And to give you an idea of the people that are on Amazon.com, from May thirty first, twenty fifteen, Avengers, winky smiley face, <laughs> Lucy. Sad, winky, smiley face, frowny face. I don't okay. know what you call it, but they used the wink. Still for winking. Both of them. Still maybe, winking. Maybe it's a tear. I'm unsure. <laughs> I think they are too. <laughs> <laughs> that seemed to be like run of the mill for a lot of them, though. That's the whole review. That was it. Just smiley, Avengers. winky face. Yay, Lucy. Ah. Uh, well, I mean, they weren't supposed to be connected. Nope. So. <laughs> Not in the same universe. From April 23rd, 2015. Title. I just threw up six tacos in my mouth. <laughs> Review. This movie was freaking ridiculous. The only good part in this movie was when she became Gozer and had stuff coming out of her mouth. Are you a gatekeeper? I mean, really. The other great part of this movie was the end. Terrible movie. I guess Morgan Freeman needed one bad movie before he died. Wait. What? In 2015. <laughs> oh, no. Morgan Freeman. Fuck you, sir. Morgan Freeman has plenty of time to make other bad movies. Yeah. Wow, that's. I like the Gozer, though. That's, I do too. It's pretty accurate. So it's tricky. <laughs> it's tricky for me to hate this man. And he pulls that out. That reviews a lot like the movie. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Just a bunch of nonsense that somehow comes together to be an, an okay review. Exactly. 
And the last one I have is from October 4th, 2018. Title, nope. <laughs> Review, stupid movie. Only watched it because the girl I was trying to get with wanted to see it. Movie sucked, bad acting, bad story, and I didn't get with the girl. <laughs> All right, so that's the thing they're really mad about. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I'm happy that he said, like, nah, the movie sucks because the bad acting, the bad story. And then he followed it up with, right. but I didn't get the girl. The question that everybody really wanted to know. That's why I tuned in to that review. Yeah. I wanted to find out. You score? Right? <laughs> I feel like if he had, there wouldn't have been a review. You're probably right. Best movie ever! Best movie of all time! <laughs> bad acting, bad story, but I got some! <laughs> Barely even saw it, but I love it. <laughs> Can we please give this thing a super stuff score? I know you'd like to, but first. And now for another edition of The Cape Podcasters, Andy Dufresne. This week's Cape Podcasters Theater, I actually teased a little bit earlier. Oh, yeah? Yeah. John McAfee, the life story. <laughs> Keaton Patty. Forced about to watch over a thousand hours of Planet Earth episodes, okay. and then <laughs> asked to write a Planet Earth episode of its own. Here's the first page. Should we drink too much Jaeger and then do this tomorrow? Oh, that sounds like a terrible idea. I agree. Uh, on this one, I'll be doing the description text as always, and you'll be doing the the, the part of the narrator. So, oh your, geez, put on your best David Attenborough or Sigourney Weaver. I'm not going to judge either way. Okay. <laughs> and uh, just imagine nonstop. Stock footage playing. I'm going to kill it with my Susan Sarandon. You'll see. <laughs> Planet Earth. Exterior. Under the water ocean. We see the employees of the ocean. Sea turtles, <laughs> seahorses, sea gorillas, a great white clam, and the fish that is also a sword. They hate the land. They're paid money to be wet. <laughs> the ocean hogs up most of Earth and was built in 1994. It is where rain dies. Scientists scream this fact. We zoom in on an octopus. It has eight legs and eight million dollars. The octopus is an ink beast. The pen come to life. Evolution proof. Thousands of fish run around breaking all the rules. No arrests are made. <laughs> fish die on dry land, but in ocean, they also die. These fish are a school where homework is to live. We see a murdered boat. Crabs have made this their hotel. Water is hydrogen and Oreos. But the crabs never complain. Crabs have claws to make you jealous. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the music gets angry. A shark stabs an electronic eel with its mouth. Electronics pour out of the eel and fill the sea. The circle of life in the ocean is a Bermuda Triangle. Shapes go extinct underwater, so manatees gave up their shape with fat. We see a picture of what manatee used to look like, an octagon. We see the new manatee, not at all octagon. The biggest ocean question is how long until it leaves us alone. A tuna wishes it had hair. It has zero million dollars. <laughs> Marine biographers say Tuesday. <laughs> Where and why? Uh, you Mostly know, the why for this one. Because the stock footage in the beginning just felt like Planet it Earth to very me. very much did. So, Watching like these wilderbeasts, as Brian put it, boink. Boink. And the, don't forget the rhinos. I can never forget the rhinos. Rhino boinking at its right. finest. Exactly. <laughs> and then those two humans in the in the car. Yep. What well, a movie. That. Super what stuff. A movie Let's just do it. Yeah, super, super stuff, stuff score. That's, that's a good idea. I want to get off of the boinking as quickly as possible. Story motivation. It's nonsensical, but it's pretty good. I agree. I'm going to go one, I, and I cannot ooh, believe I'm saying ooh, that. Ooh. 
I mean, yeah, the motivation is stay alive, right? I guess so. Well, and then it becomes save humanity, learn all of knowledge. I I don't know. Give it to Morgan Freeman. Maybe it's not as clear cut as we think. Well, I mean, she loses her humanity almost instantly. Yeah, because once she she hits twenty percent, yeah, it's over. Like her empathy is gone. Everything that makes her human is more or less gone. Her emotion is just out the window here, and she started acting like a robot. So naturally. As Morgan Freeman put it, it's all about immortality or reproduction. Right. And she found a way to do both. How about that? I'm going to go one. Let's do one. Hero. Lucy kicks a lot of ass. She does. I don't know why. I also don't know why. And she she takes out quite a few innocents yes, she along does. the way. I'm going to go 0.5. Okay. Because she did gift humanity with knowledge. She gifted Morgan Freeman with knowledge. Which is so good. And that's better. I agree. <laughs> Point I five. Agree. Point five. Just for giving Morgan Freeman a present? For giving Morgan Freeman- The coolest USB stick ever? Yeah. Maybe you'll lose it, but you'll, be, you'll always remember how cool it looked. That's right. That's something. <laughs> something to hang your hat on. Oh, this isn't even compatible with my computer. No, no. Don't <laughs> format it. No. <laughs> Villains. Mr. Jang. It is Mr. Jang. And his whole group of Asian men. Yes. It's problematic. It's extremely problematic. But he's awesome. He's very good. I'm going to go point five to acknowledge how problematic it is. Okay. But also acknowledge how great he is as a character. He is, I mean, whew. Yeah. Whew. There, he had no business surviving to the end of this no, movie. No. But, but he did. He did it. And formidable. Parents. We only know of an alive mother. We don't know about the father situation. All we know is that she's going to tell her, tell him that she said hi. Zero. So that's a big old zero. And she's not even a concerned mother. No, nope, not even a little bit. She's like, okay, honey, you remember what my milk tastes like. We don't judge them based on how I good know. of a character they are. It's alive or dead. Right. She might as well be dead, though. She's more robotic than, than her robot her daughter. Her robot daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I think zero is the right place for that. Female characters. It's probably a one. Because ScarJo had to do a lot of tricky things in this. She, she did. obviously had the human stuff up front. We get to see her kind of being a little bubbly. Yeah. Very cool. Very quippy. And then once she gets the, the bad stuff in her. Completely different. Completely different. Analytical, robotic. But it's not also because you do see the emotion really buried underneath there. Absolutely. Because she does have to emote while not emoting. And right. And that is just it's, a it's bit of tricky. a magic trick. It's And she does it so well. My problem comes... From the fact that she is basically the only woman in the movie. I'm going to go 0.75. Now I'm going to go one because it's the title. It is, she the, is title. the title. She's character. the title character. Luke Besson loves having him some kick-ass women in his movies. He's very good at writing women. Yeah. I mean, he's- he, Maybe not writing women, but putting them- put Yes, making them the lead. In their film. Love them, yeah. Nikita. Exactly. Yeah. He's, he's got a history of doing it. Valerian. But Caroline doesn't even pass the Bechdel test. Oh, no. She absolutely does not. All right. Like I said, 0.75. 0.75? Call it a day. All right. You're right. Setting. Taiwan. Yeah, we're in Taipei. They show us. And then we're- Often. In Paris. And it's very, very Paris. It's very, very Taipei. Yeah. One. One. The only thing it's not is Times Square. It's it's not Times Square. And it's not supposed to be, in a way, I don't think, because it's supposed to CGI itself down and- Yeah. And this movie only costs $40 million to make, That's and we'll true. get there. That's true. And boy, oh boy, is that missing link ever in Times Square. Oh, yes. So- one <laughs> first setting. We did it. Dirty. Style and tone. This one's a bit tricky. 
It is. And it's because of the stock footage. I in agree. my mind. Because the stock footage, I understand what he's doing with yes. it. How it's supposed to be part of a presentation. Right. That Morgan Freeman's giving. But it's also supposed to be a metaphor before we see Morgan exactly. Freeman's presentation. Exactly. And that's what makes it complicated. And then also he just abandons and the stock they, yeah, footage thing altogether. It. So it's one of those, you set a tone up front, but then you don't follow through with the tone the whole way through. Yeah. Which I appreciate because- Because it was obnoxious. It was obnoxious <laughs> and it took forever to get through the stock footage and stuff. it was heavy handed. It was. I'm going to go 0.5 because I really like some of the visuals that they pulled off with this. Yeah. I, I do think the CGI is pretty good. The car chase scene, I think, looks terrible. The car chase, I thought, looked better than like like the missing link. Lucy oh, those cars look so fake when they're flipping around and the, stuff. That's what bothered me the most. The dinosaur. Those were not great, <laughs> admittedly. You're right. But yeah, the CGI was okay. But what do you expect from a $40 million movie? ILM, believe it or not. <laughs> Fair enough. So. I mean, 40 mil is 40 mil. 40 mil, exactly. I'll go 0.5. Yeah. I'm okay with I that. I like it. I, I think it does have something there. There's just a few things along the way that are bumpy. Music. I didn't notice it. Yeah, not for a second. I'm going to go zero. I think that's fair, and I don't even know who, who did it. No clue. Zero. One-liners. Nothing. You're going to say something, aren't you? I can taste the, the milk, milk in my mouth. <laughs> I can still taste your milk in my mouth. Ew. <laughs> still zero. Oh, yeah, 100% is zero. zero with you having said those words out loud again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wanted to really nail home <laughs> how much of a zero this movie deserves oh, there. Oh, man. Impact on the genre. I'll remind you, I've already seen Limitless. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, this movie did cost $40 million to make. Yep. And then it made a buttload of money. It made a lot of money. This is like the highest grossing French movie of 2014. $458 million worldwide gross. It's a big one. That is a big one. That's a, that you made a, a lot of money. But what did it do? There were rumors for a long time about a sequel that never happened. Luke Besson has put that to bed. He, he did. said, that he is like, not happening. I told my story. I'm out. Which is funny, because for a few years, he's like, yeah, it's, we'll think about it if I think of something. And then he was like, yeah, we're doing it. And then he was like, nope, never going to happen. <laughs> Fair enough. You know All what? right, man. Pull the ripcord it's, when you realize you got nothing. It's a shame, though, because Jason Statham. I'll tweet him. It'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go .25. I don't think this thing did much. It just made a buttload of money. And it gave ScarJo another vehicle, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like seeing her lead movies. I think she kicks a lot of ass. She's very good. And I can't wait for Black Widow. I can't wait either. But so there's soon. also a reason why she's Oscar nominated. Oh, yeah. Like, she's a very, very good actress. She's extremely good. That is going to give Lucy a total score of four and a half. Yeah, I'm all right with that. That checks out. That hits all the all the buttons. Again, my penguin is failing wow. hard. Yeah. Unbelievable. Hits all the buttons. I'm like watching you go downhill here. I'm waiting for you to like rub some blue goo on your face. Yeah. So that you hopefully. come back to life briefly. I don't know what to happen. Well, when I said hits all the buttons, I was imagining her on the plane. <laughs> okay. When she was typing away on those two laptops that she must have stolen. I have no idea how it any of this works. At it's all. not important. We got our super stuff We scored. did it. We're good now. Four and a half. <laughs> And I'm going to ask you a loaded question now. Oh, man. This is one of the most loaded questions you've asked. So for the first few weeks of this show, yes. going back a few years now, we had a joke. It's our first bit. Where we said, and next week we're we'll talking about Catwoman. Yep. Knowing 
in our heads that we were never going to talk about Catwoman. Never, ever. Never, ever. That being said, Brian, what are we talking about next week? Next week. Uh, why drag it out? We're, we're going to talk about Catwoman. I can't believe it. Dave Novak, the ginger skull, called us out, called us cowards again because he knows it works, and he told us to do Catwoman. So then we challenged him and said, we'll do it if you come on. And he said, I'm a masochist. Sure. Yep. And that's that's where we are. <laughs> I don't know why any human being would want to put themselves through this, but three of us are about to do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it together. Group masochism. I guess so. It's better than group whatever, whatever McAfee's doing. McAfee? Ew. I can't even say. <laughs> My penguin's gone. It's long, long gone. gone. <laughs> I've never seen you like this before. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Maybe it's just all that looking at Scarlett Johansson. It just got to you. As it, it finally will. broke you. Just ask Colin Jones. That's fair. <laughs> Next week, Catwoman. Until then, be sure to rate, review, subscribe on whichever podcast platform you listen to us on. Like and follow our social media accounts at Kate Podcasters. We're on just about everything. And you can find links to those on our website, katepodcasters.com. While you're there, check out our Super Stuff store because we got merch, baby. Oh, yes, we do. You know, support your favorite podcast or us. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find a link to our Patreon, or you can just go directly to patreon.com slash Podcasters and subscribe to listen to our monthly exclusive not-so-super movies. This month we're doing Forrest Gump. We sure are, and, and it's a goodie. That's another one that we have the ginger skull on. That's right. So, so if you want more of his grating voice in your ears oh, we're supposed to be encouraging people to go to the patreon it's delightfully grating voice <laughs> in your ears yeah go check that out it's well, a fun one it's and, a good one that was such a wild post-movie discussion that breaking that movie down oh yeah like that's, that's a movie i've always wanted to talk about i'm so happy that we did we we gave it its due we absolutely did and stay tuned later this week for the final episode of season one of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I like how we're calling it season one, because we just don't know. We have no idea. No clue. So we're just going to uh, make assumptions. Season or series finale. Could Who knows? Be it's a finale nonetheless. A finale. They're, they're saying goodbye for at least a couple months. Right, as you do. <laughs> <laughs> Join us for that. And if you have any questions or comments, you can send them to katepodcasters at gmail.com or check out our Facebook page where every week Dave posts up a a post asking for questions about the movie we're doing. We got one. What do we have? I should have said that Annie Potts style. Ghostbusters. Oh. We got one! That was good. I think you meant to say Annie fucking Potts. I apologize to the entire Potts Nation out there. Potts Nation? Yeah. There's Potts Nation. Oh, you know yeah. Them. Our good buddy Micah. He's got a wet bed behead for us. Ooh, those are fun. He wants to know. Morgan Freeman. Yep. From Lucy. Okay. Morgan Freeman from Bruce Almighty. Oh, dear. And Morgan Freeman from Shawshank. From Shawshank. Oh, he's so sweet. That's tough because part of me deep inside wants to say, kill Morgan Freeman from Bruce Almighty just to prove you can do it. <laughs> but it'd also be a pretty good gig to be married to him. Married to God, bone God, kill God. I mean, kill God. Wow. You don't get many not a lot of opportunities to do that. No, you're right. I so I'm gonna kill Lucy Morgan Freeman. Uh, just for safety. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm 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 gonna marry Bruce Almighty Morgan Freeman because I, I'm 
my power trip isn't so much that I'm going to kill God, but I am certainly going to no, wife him it up. Also, what? does feel appropriate <laughs> that you're going to be betting the prison, Morgan Freeman? Yeah, I mean that's that's. I mean his prison pockets are already wide open and just there. I was thinking of you know like Zaywatanao. Ah, uh, I was not having a good time on the beach. But then Michael would have wrote Morgan Freeman from Zaywatanao. He wrote Shawshank. He was very specific on the location. I think he was referring to the movie. Oh, no, I also I'm know just, he was referring to the movie. I'm choosing what but part of the movie. But I'm not letting you get the beach one. I'm just not. Why? Because then you're going to get cucked by Tim Robbins, and that's weird. Yeah, well, maybe maybe I'll just kill God instead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, what it's a Morgan weird Freeman. choice you have there. It's like, you're Sophie's choice. You can either get cucked by Tim Robbins or kill God. Honestly, you could do both. <laughs> you could do if both. If you're feeling up to it. But then you got to marry. Oh, but then you marry the guy with all the knowledge of the universe. Right. I forgot he had that. It's important. I think I'm going to kill him and steal the flash drive. So you're I can adding lose levels it. to this. Good. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know he's going to put the flash drive in while you're mid-coitus and he's like, I'm going to run the Tim Robbins cuck program. <laughs> And then I'll just throw up light onto his face. <laughs> God, I've never wanted to see anything more. <laughs> <laughs> now I have questions. Micah, thank you, I think. Yeah, thank you? <laughs> you got anything else, Brian? That's it for me. Fantastic. Next week, we'll see you guys for Catwoman. Ugh. Same pod time. Same pod antivirus. Antivirus.